dreamers. Welcome to another episode of the Money Matters podcast. In this episode, we're diving in into the most important money move you can make, saving. We'll explore why it's important to put money aside for a rainy day, the concept of opportunity cost, and how saving now can help you spend more later. Joining me today is Jared Locke. Jared is the founder of the popular Money and My Daughter blog and the host of the Money and My Daughter podcast. Welcome, Jared. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Before we get into it, it's time to share another money win of the week. This week, we're celebrating Emma. Emma has just moved out of home and has prepared a monthly budget to track her spending. A very financially savvy move indeed. We love celebrating you on your big and small wins throughout your journey. So be sure to submit your money wins on the forum for your chance to be featured and to win some extra points on the Dreamers Hub. Today is all about saving. We hear a lot about it and we know we should do it. But what exactly is it? Jared, you're a pro at saving. You saved up for your daughter's private school education fees even before she was born. But what does saving actually mean? So, I mean, really, saving just means spending less than you make. And with the bit left over, you know, putting it away for something that's meaningful to you. So what, is, what are some of the different ways that we might be able to save? What, what does that look like as a young person today? Yeah, sure. First and foremost, I think it's probably important just to realize that you can actually save. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, if you're spending more than you're making, then that's a really, you're sort of, you're, you're in a really tough position to be able to save. So I think the first step is to just go, okay, well, you know, what, what's my income and, you know, whatever it might be. And then say, okay, well, and, and then on average, uh, let's say per week, per month, how much am I spending? And if you're spending at or more, than you're actually earning, well, I think the first step is to say, okay, well, where can I cut back my spending so that I do have money left over, you know, before the next time I get paid so that I can save. So I think that's step one. And what do you think for all the young people listening to us today, why is it so important to start putting money aside when you're young versus saving when you're a little bit older and when you have a bigger income? Yeah, sure. Look, it's a, it's a really good question. Fundamentally, the, without getting into the, all the technicalities of it, but effectively, like the way money works and why it's so powerful to save when you're young is that if you have a certain amount of money in savings, let's say it's ten dollars and it's earning a certain amount of interest, the longer it's earning that interest for, the the greater the amount of money you're going to have at the end of the day. So, let's say you've got a hundred dollars earning ten percent interest, um, for example, a year. Um, that's ten dollars per year. If you're doing that for, you know, let's say a hundred years, you're, you're going to have a, a hell of a lot of money uh, at the end of the day. Whereas, you know, if you're saving for one year and you get ten percent interest for one year, you're going to have ten dollars on top of your hundred. Great. So it's not just about saving the money, but it's about putting it into a special savings account. Is that right? Yeah, look, ultimately, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can save into a cash account and that's fine. And again, the same principle applies. The longer you're doing it, the more money you're going to have. If you save for a year versus two years, you're going to have, te- you know, technically speaking, twice as much money, three years, three times as much money, etc. But you can certainly, you know, put, put a bit of steroids into that by putting it into an account that might even be making, you know, one, two, three percent interest. Um, and nevertheless, that's going to boost your ability to to save money and, and boost the amount of money that you actually have at the end of the day. Okay, interesting. So when I was younger, I had a piggy bank. In fact, 
I'm 27 and I still have a piggy bank. It's a Winnie the Pooh piggy bank and it still sits on my bookshelf. And that's how I started saving money when I was younger. So can you tell me a bit about how you or what strategies you had to start saving money when you were younger and even now, how you were able to save up enough money to pay for your daughter's school fees before she was even born as well? Tell us, I'm just really interested in that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Look, it's a, it's a, look, it's a nice little grab line and it obviously, you know, begs, it begs a number of questions. So look, when I was younger, I was, was very similar to you actually, in the sense that I had this, what I called my coin tub. It was like a, I think it was an old honey tub. But anyway, uh, every time I got home from, uh, school, work, university, whatever, I would put the coins I had in my pocket into this tub. And once the tub was full, I would go and put those coins uh, into the bank and into a savings account. And, and so that's how I started effectively saving, you know, in a really small way. And then, you know, over time, you know, I, look, I wasn't always a great saver, to be fair. Certainly probably during my university days, I, you know, I sort of had my ups and downs. But once I started making sort of a more steady income through work, effectively what I did is... I figured out how much I was making and then I figured out how much I was spending and I realized that you know there was a there was a gap in between that I could basically like automatically put away into another account that I you know it was harder to to access it wasn't sort of my cash account and so to to sort of I guess to to sort of sum up that strategy it it's really about just making it like an automatic habit, if that makes sense. So pretty much any big bank you're with or any bank you're with, you've got the ability to say, okay, on this day of this month, I want this much money to automatically come out and go into this account, whatever it might be. And that way, you're not necessarily thinking about saving so much. You've already figured out how much you can save per week, per fortnight, per month. And that amount of money is just automatically coming out of your account into your your cash account into an account that's specifically designated for for saving. So effectively that's what I did and I guess as my, you know, income grew as you said sort of as I got older I was saving more and more so that so the you know amount of my income that I was able to save increased and after a while I realized well hang on a minute I'm just effectively saving this money now into like another cash account why couldn't I put it into an account that's actually going to start, you know, earning interest and, and I guess making more money for my money which I did and and the ultimate ultimately like over probably like let's say let's call it like 10 years i i sort of had enough money in there such that i was i was in a position whereby i could have paid my daughter's private high school fees you know on the day she was born i mean that's pretty impressive i think that one thing that I noticed was that my savings account, when I started one, it has a little bit of an incentive scheme where I put money in and I get interest. But if I pull money out of my savings account at any point throughout that month, I actually lose that interest, which I thought was really interesting because it means that I, for someone who likes to go shopping like me, it means that I am very restricted or I have like a little disincentive, I guess, to pull money out of my savings account and add it to that interest which which is i think a good savings method you were yeah, talking totally. about yeah you were talking about saving um, money out of your income mm. can you talk to me a little bit about a budget so how does someone put together a budget and how do they account for all of their what type of costs do we need to think about in a budget that might that we might not often think about yeah sure so you know i guess 
the way I look at it is I just try and make it really, really, really simple because that works for me. Um, I'm certainly not a genius um, in any way, shape or form. And I like things to be as simple as possible. So the way that I do it is I look at all the costs that I have that are what I would just call like fixed costs. Like, so for example, my rent or, you know, whether it be rent or mortgage, or it might be things like Netflix or groceries and basically just things that you have to spend money on in order to, you know, have a, have a life, have a, you know, a life where you're surviving. And then everything outside of that, I sort of call like variable costs. So these are things like, you know, how, how you have lunch each day. So you might buy lunch or, you know, make lunch at home or, um, whether you buy a coffee or whether you go out or, well, I mean, these days, not many people are going out, but, you know, <laughs> effectively, there's all these things that you either, you know, can or don't have to do. You, you, you have a choice, which is like, it's, they're, they're, I call that it's like variable. And so if you add up all your fixed costs and you say, okay, my fixed costs are X and then my variable costs are Y, and you put those two together and you see how that sort of measures against your income. And, you know, sometimes you might realize, oh, hang on a minute, like this month I spent more than I made. And then other times you realize, okay, I, you know, spent less than I made, which is good. And so, if you can sort of give yourself that limit and say, okay, my fixed costs are this, but maybe I need them to be lower. So, you know, in my, in my instance, you know, there were things about my fixed costs. So like insurances and whatnot that I was just like, I'm just paying too much for this and it's not allowing me to save. So, you know, I looked at alternatives, electricity, gas, et cetera, you know, saving money on those. So you're bringing down those fixed costs and then the variable costs are kind of up to you. And so what I do with that is I say, okay, I've got a budget per week. Um, of how much I can spend on stuff, coffee, food, clothes, whatever. And so that's a set budget per, per week, which you know, obviously is a, also a budget per month. Um, so for me, I'll be fully upfront about that. That's $200. So I've got $200 per week to spend um, on me, on whatever I want. So, and I've also got my fixed costs of rent, bills, etc. Everything after that is, is I treat, not my money. That's not my money to spend. That money automatically gets sucked out and goes into, you know, other areas like other savings accounts and, like I said, the the investment fund. So that's I don't I don't technically when I get paid, I don't actually look at my full pay. That's the, I don't even consider it. I take quite a bit off my full pay, my income, and that's actually how much money I'm spending. And so in that way, I guess what I'm saying is I'm really simplifying budgeting. Because I'm saying, I'm not looking at my full income and going, oh, how can I manage this? I'm looking at a significantly reduced income of what I make and saying, okay, that's what I've got to spend. And it's just enough. It really is. It's like just enough. And the rest goes to savings. So for me, budgeting is is really straightforward because it's all automatic, if that makes sense. It's all, it's not something I have to think about in that way. That's, I love that. I love that it can be set up so it is automatic and with those direct debits that can be moved in and out of bank accounts directly into your savings account or directly into your bills, I think it makes it super easy then to be able to make saving an automatic thing that we don't even need to think about anymore, which I love because, yeah, as someone who does sometimes spend a little bit more than I probably should, yeah, getting into an automatic habit I think is really important. Yeah. Well, look, you know, I'll just, I'll add to that and say like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to, and I don't think anyone wants to be thinking, oh, should I buy this coffee or should I not? Or, you know, should I get that top or should I not? Or whatever, like, 
you know, I don't want to have to live like that. I don't think anyone else wants to have to live like that. And so for me, like the easiest way to do that is to say, this is how much I've got to spend. That's it. Like, that's what I've got. And there's, there's no more. There's, you know, that, that, that money that I made my income put into savings, that effectively my mind doesn't actually exist. That's, that's for a whole different purpose. That's for a specific goal or intention or whatever. So it's not, a, I don't, I'm not sort of having these like debates in my head about, oh, should I get that? Shouldn't I get it? I just look at the amount of money I've got and I go, I actually can't afford that. Like I don't, I don't have enough money in my budget to buy that. So I'll have to wait until, you know, a new budget comes in next month when I can or I'll have to figure out whether I want it or not. And then it comes down to us, I guess, deciding what is most important to us. Do we want that new top? Do we want that lunch out with our friends? Do we want, in my case, I randomly buy things for my dog all the time. (laughs) So do we want, yeah, do we want the new things for, for the dogs or for the people that we love in our lives? And if we have that small amount of, of savings in there, then we can kind of, of make that decision ourselves. How would you, what would you say to someone who doesn't necessarily have a funding, a savings goal or something specific that they're saving towards? How do you think motivation plays a role there? And how would you encourage someone to self-motivate, to save, even if they don't have something specific that they're working towards right now? Yeah, sure. Look, I think I th- look, that's an interesting one. And I think at the end of the day, we all, we all want things, right? We, we absolutely all want things. And, you know, everyone's different. Some people might, you know, they want to buy their own horse. You know, other people might, you know, want to start their own fashion label or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. We absolutely all want things. It's, it's whether we actually believe that they're achievable or not. I think I find that that actually makes the big difference between people. You know, if you, you know, you speak to someone long enough and get to know them and they'll tell you like over time or they'll figure out over time, you know, actually, I'd really love to, you know, travel for a year or, you know, own that horse or start that fashion store or whatever it might be. We all do. It's just whether we actually think we can. And I guess what I'd say is over, over time with focused effort, anything's possible. Anyone can do anything. You can do anything that you want to do. Any of us can. And I, and I really do think that once we sort of adopt that mindset that, that, that the things we want are achievable, maybe not tomorrow, but certainly over time, it's then just figuring out, okay, well, you know, how am I going to get there and, and by when? And, and so, you know, if it's something as simple as like, you know, I don't know, I, I really want this particular bag or fashion item or whatever that is really expensive. Well, that's pretty straightforward. You can put a certain amount of money away every week, month over a certain period of time and you'll get there. If it's a bigger thing, like I want to pay for my daughter's private school fees, for example, you know, that's, that's significant. That's, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but, but ultimately is still achievable. So I think having meaningful goals that you genuinely believe over time you can achieve is, is the first step towards meaningful action towards achieving them. And I think, you know, I guess I go back to this effectively kind of the way money works is the longer it's the longer you're saving and you're earning interest on your money, the more money you're going to have. And so if you are willing to accept that and, and I guess, you know, stay focused on this goal of yours for, you know, two, three, five, ten years, you'll get there. You really will. You know, and I'm, I'm sitting here as, I guess, living proof that it's possible. You know, my goal was in the grand scheme of things, not super massive, like I'm paying for school fees. Everyone, you know, a lot of people pay for school fees, but I guess I've just done it in a way that takes the pressure off my income 
you know, day to day at that time, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. I just, I want to turn it a little bit now and say, or see if we can talk about our kids who are growing up as carers in their family. Sometimes Mm. it can be really hard to put money away when you've got your family to take care care of or medical bills or something like that. What is your advice to people who sometimes feel like saving is a lot of pressure and it you feel guilty if you can't do it right away. What what do, what can we say to our young carers in this situation? Look, I think end of the day, you know, you, everyone should be aiming to have a fulfilling life day to day. And finance, you know, money is just a tool at the end of the day. It, it, we we own money. Money doesn't own us. And, that, and that's certainly, you know, I think that you know we we should all be trying to achieve that outlook and I'm not perfect right there it's there's times where money definitely owns me you know and I've you know got my concerns about it and whatnot but but fundamentally we want to be in a position where you know money is not something that's just you know on our mind all the time every day and we are day to day you know living the best life we can so if if today right now today you know you don't feel that you can save money well that's okay that really it is Give it some, you know, give it till tomorrow, have a think about it tomorrow or, you know, just take a look at your expenses. Take a look at, okay, what am, what am I spending every month? Like definitely, you know, bills, et cetera, et cetera. And then what are the things that I'm spending on that aren't sort of, you know, musts like, like bills or rent, but are things that, you know, I feel are important. And, you know, you take a look at those things and say, well, are they important? For example, I used to spend a lot on food out. That was really important to me. I was like, you know, I'm going to work every day. Hey, I want to have a nice lunch. But, you know, I guess when I looked at that important thing, as in having lunch every day out, against other things that mattered to me, for example, my children um, and their education, I thought, you know what, like the children's education is way more important to me. And, And me feeling like I'm putting my effectively, you know, lunch money towards their education feels a hell of a lot better than just getting lunch, if that makes sense. So I think, you know, I guess when we look at the things that matter to us all together and look at how much money kind of we are spending on them or could save for them, it does, it does help to, to put things in perspective and and realize, you know, where we might be able to sacrifice and pinch a little to, to, to save towards some things that might be a bit more important to us. But nevertheless, if, if you don't feel you can save today, if you feel like the pressure's on you and you can't save today, don't put more pressure on yourself to, to figure that out all today. It takes time. It took me a hell of a lot of time to figure out and get into the system that I am today. I can sit here casually talking to you about these, you know, automatic savings things that I've got set up. It, it wasn't, it wasn't easy from the get go. It wasn't a breeze. I had my concerns and I fully empathize with anyone else out there and, and all the people out there who have their concerns as well. All I'm saying is it's absolutely possible for you to save money towards goals that matter to you. It's a step-by-step process and it really does start by taking a look at what you're spending on, what matters to you and how you can change a little bit to start with the things that you're spending on to free up some, even just a small amount of money to start putting away regularly over time towards something that's more meaningful to you. I completely agree and I think that maybe 
the team at Little Dreamers can probably attest to my Uber Eats habit. I tend to order it a few too many times a week. And every year I say, this is my year. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I think that it, yeah, it comes down to that point of, of doing something that's important to you. And, and if, if treating yourself to some good food is something that you place a lot of importance on, you shouldn't necessarily feel bad for then doing that. No, totally. Yeah. Like have a look at, you know, for example, a lot of the time, you know, people are with the same internet provider or mobile phone provider or electricity or gas provider. You can save lots of money, like hundreds of dollars by just looking elsewhere. You know, I, I, I've saved, you know, hundreds of dollars by changing mobile phone providers. Any, like, anyone can do that. that. That's really simple. And that frees up, you know, quite a bit of money to, to start putting towards, like you said, things that, you know, mean, mean a lot more to you. I love that. And I love thinking about those practical tips of things that we can do right now today to change our spending and saving habits. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, Jared, and your advice around savings. If our dreamers want to learn more about you and your blog, where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So the blog is just uh, Money and My Daughter. And you can just Google that. Um, and you'll see a bunch of articles there that you know talk about realistically like the actual exact steps I went through to you know I guess achieve what I have when it comes to saving. And then also there's a podcast called Money and My Daughter, which again looks it's just ten minute podcast episodes, and it just again looks at you know really practical um, tips and advice on you know how to put yourself in the best financial situation you can. Great, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you with us today. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much, Maddie. Appreciate it. Now it's time for Dreamer Diaries. Each week, we'll follow the adventures of two young carers, James and Julie, on their journey to owning their finances. James really wants to buy a new computer for homework and to play video games with his brother, Alex. The computer he wants costs $1,200. James receives $10 of pocket money every week plus $80 every week from his part-time job. So in total, he receives $90 a week. In one month, James will receive $360. To work out how much he needs to save in a month, in order to get the computer, James needs to divide the cost of the computer by the number 12. 1,200 divided by 12 equals $100. This means that James needs to save $100 a month in order to get his computer. James's saving goal is $100 a month. Julie wants to start learning how to drive. Because her dad works full-time, he often doesn't have the time to teach her. So Julie decides she wants to invest in professional lessons. She makes $10 in pocket money and $100 each week from tutoring students. So in total, she gets $440 a month. Julie knows she needs to save at least $300 to start taking driving lessons, but she's having trouble finding the money to save. When Julie tracks where she's spending her money, she realizes she's spending $10 a month on her Netflix account and $50 a month on her bus ticket. Julie also buys a $3 hot chocolate from the canteen every morning at school which means that she's spending around $60 on hot chocolate every single month. In order for Julie to find the money she needs to save, she'll have to give something up. Julie decides to stop buying hot chocolates every morning and make it at home instead. Now she can save $60 a month in order to go for driving lessons. Our challenge of the week. 
This week, I want to encourage you to start saving. If you haven't already, create a savings account. You can listen to our very first episode with Michael to learn a bit more about how to start one. Once you've done that, work out how much money you'd like to save each month and start putting the money into your savings account. As Jared said, this can even be an automatic debit. Remember, you can share your progress with us in the forums on the Dreamers Hub. Bye for now.